Welcome to the Terry and Jesse Show. Father Charles Murr is going to be joining us here on Monday, every other Monday. Just so you know, you can count on him coming in. He's a great priest friend of ours. Today's uh, topic, I think it's a great one. It's what is a welcoming church? What What's the role of the Catholic Church? Because I think we've kind of lost it, in my opinion, where we're more worried about, um, you know, um, eh, recycling plastic bottles and not preaching the Word of God as much as we should. That's my take from my perspective. Also, uh, for your good-to-know file, I think this is pretty exciting. Missouri issues the first state restrictions on sex changes for adults. That Common sense is not that common, but Missouri seems to be dealing with that, both for children and adults, saying that, hey, what God has made, let man not destroy, right? All right, another good-to-know file. Do you guys remember... The young man, Joshua Alexander, he's the guy that went to his Catholic school in Canada. And are you ready? He had to tell the Canadian school, hey, it's not right to let girls into boys' bathrooms and boys into girls' bathrooms. You're knucklehead. It's not scriptural. Oh, I see Father Charles Murr has joined us. Father Charles Murr. Yes, 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 he has. He has indeed. Well, I'm giving people some what we call need-to-know file. Pray for this young 17-year-old Josh Alexander. I mean, I, I'm inspired by this young teenager who's standing up for what is right. He's holding a large protest over a, a high school hosting a drag queen event. So he's standing up for his faith and he's living it. Also, good to know file, North Dakota. You notice it's not the highly populated states in the union that are having common sense. I have a sense that there's something about bringing too many people together in a city that uh, makes them not think straight. That That's my take. Because North Dakota, a governor finally signed a bill keeping male students out of the girls' sports. I mean, how hard is that to figure that out? I mean, that that's what we're dealing with. It's chaos. All right. Another uh, interesting note is California, the state I'm sitting in, finally drops the state-enforced COVID mandates for healthcare workers. Many of my friends who are healthcare, healthcare workers would not take the jab. And now they're saying, okay, you don't have to do that now. So it's just a crazy world that we're living in. Father Murr, before we get into, I really call it, it's a big word, ecclesiology, the study of the church, right? I mean, what is uh, a welcoming church? What is it, one that says everybody comes in? We're going to talk about that later, so stay with us. But before we get to that topic, I'd like to get some soul food in our souls. Father John, I, Father, I wanted to ask you to read the gospel, but I wanted to just mention one thing about the reading, if I could See, be so bold. And you'll know why I use the word bold. In the Acts of the Apostles today, the last part of the reading says, As they prayed in place where they were gathered, shook, and they were filled with the Holy Spirit and continued to speak the word of God with boldness. Do you know why I use the word boldness? Because that's what we need right now, boldness to proclaim Jesus and not worry about who's going to be offended if we speak the truth. Worry about those who are going to pay a terrible price if we don't speak the truth. So, Father, if we could read the gospel, I just had to... Sure, I'll read the gospel, but I'm going to add something to your first reading. Yeah, go ahead. I want you to. You you could even take away the word bold or boldness. okay. You could even take that away today. Speak the word of God. Don't speak the word of God. Yeah. 
I know, but you see, uh, my point uh, though is no, no, they they did it boldly, but we're not even speaking the word of God. This is my point. Yes, a worldly biblical view is what we we have in the church, and what we've done is we've changed boldly or timidly. We're not doing it right. We've changed that biblical view to a worldly view. Yeah. So yeah, th that's yeah. the challenge we're faced today. But let's get to the gospel, and I thank you for your coming. I just had to say something about that Acts reading because this is our marching papers. It was 2,000 years ago. Nothing's changed. Go ahead, Father. Not a heck of a lot. <laughs> the, the Lord be with you. And with your spirit. I'm reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. John. Mm -hmm. Glory to you, O Lord. Glory to you, O Lord. Yep. There was one of the Pharisees named Nicodemus a leading Jew, who came to Jesus by night and said, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher who comes from God, for no one can do the signs that you do unless God be with him. Mm -hmm. Jesus answered, I tell you most solemnly, unless a man is born from above, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus said, how can a grown man be born? Can he go back into his mother's womb and be born again? Jesus replied, I tell you most solemnly, unless a man is born through water and the spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. What is born of the flesh is flesh. What is born of the spirit is spirit. Do not be surprised when I say, you must be born from above. The wind blows wherever it pleases. You hear its sound, but you cannot tell where it comes from or where it's going to. That is how it is with all those who are born of the Spirit. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Your thoughts and your commentary. I can't wait. Oh, how, how many, how many, how many, how many. Take your time. The, uh, I, I love it. You know, this is this reminds me of this reminds me of, of uh, so much. Of course, we know that Christ is talking about baptism because yes, because we know the rest of the story, right? Right. But poor Nicodemus, poor Nicodemus hasn't a clue. <laughs> he hasn't a clue. He's never heard this before. Yeah. And it reminds me very much of the same thing, the the same uh, 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 proposal that our Lord puts out in chapter six of Saint John when he talks about the Eucharist. Sure. Peter, oh, Peter, Peter, who took the who took the role of answering, answered for all of them and said, "We don't know what you're talking about. We don't understand what you're talking about. But if you say that that this, this is it, then this is it. Yeah. Right. Well, he he came the day when he did understand. All right. On the on the, at the Last Supper, I believe I believe he finally understood what Christ was talking about when he said, "Eat my body, drink my blood." But Nicodemus, now we're talking about being born again. It's the same kind of question. Yeah. These are these are radical ideas for people who have never heard of the Eucharist and they've never heard of baptism. Yep. Right. So Nicodemus, and I love this. Nicodemus is. I used to have some friends like this, Terry. I think you I you had some too. friends like this. I bet you still do. I've got a couple still. <laughs> uh, Nicodemus went to visit Christ by night. Oh yeah. Let nobody see me. Mm -hmm. I don't want to be seen by anybody. I, just, I, I like uh, Christ is my friend, but I can't admit that he's my friend in public. Oh, yeah. Well, we, we've all had oh, friends, we had like, friends that. like that. Yep. 
which which are not great friends. But anyway, yeah, they're quaint. Christ even accepts him. Christ even accepts him. So he comes. But when you whenever you see Nicodemus, it's always night. It's always nighttime. He's going to visit Christ by night. And our Lord says to him, "You have to be born again." Well, he's saying you weren't born again, and he's thinking physically. I should go into my mother's womb again and be born. What are you talking about? What are you talking about? <laughs> and our Lord says, our Lord says, and, and then he asks the question, can a man return to his mother's womb and be born again? Yeah. And I guess the answer is yes, if your mother is the Catholic Church. <laughs> there you go. Yes. Yes, you can. And I love the, I love the, I love the ceremony. It's it's a little bit uh it's a little bit ah, on the fringe of sacramental, mm -hmm. but I love very much the the sign of water, of water being used in baptism. Sure. Christ could have used anything. He could have he could have said, "Hit you on the head three times with a hyssop," mm -hmm. or so you know anything. But he uses water. He uses water because that's the first sign that a woman is going to give birth is the breaking of her water. And whenever I baptize a child or an adult, yeah. I always remember it's like it's like the the first gush of water. Yeah. Coming this is it. Good. Water for for new life. And it's it's a beautiful thing this baptism. Beautiful. And you know Terry, this yeah. kind of goes right into this kind of goes into to to right into what you were talking about before the welcoming church, doesn't yeah. it? Uh, absolutely. Because it fits. Because th because these are the things that we should be talking about. These are the things that our priests should be talking about. Amen. Uh, you know, and when we're not, this and, and and what we're losing people. Why do you think? Why do you think, Terry, that we're losing people? I just because we're not giving the gospel. They're, you know they're, that they're not being fed. Okay, I'll just put not it being that fed way. at all. Yeah, many people are not being fed at all. No, and we're going to talk about that. But let's uh, let me just do this. Let me bring the smartest guy into the room right now before we take a break. Full looking ahead, and he says this about being a saint, because that's what, what what matters. He says, a saint does not put forth any more energy in being a saint than the head of an advertising agency does to get business, or an athlete does in training for a fight, or a college boy does to get into a fraternity, or a woman does to get into a size 10 dress each spring. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is great. The difference lies in their sense of values. The simple truth is that it does not require much time to make a saint. It only requires much love. The difference, however, is that we are escapists and the saints are not. The saints go all the way, but we hold back. I tell you, he hits Beautiful. hard. He hits hard, uh, Father Murr, but Beautiful. you know what? Bishop Beautiful. Sheen is spot on. And I just want to encourage people to go to our website to sign that petition to get his beatification back on schedule. It's at vmpr.org. And uh, we want to let the Holy See know we'd like to see Bishop Sheen beatified. Hey, when we come back, we're going to talk about what is a welcoming church. And this is going to be a whole hour of it. You know why? Because we're talking about the mission that Jesus Christ gave his holy bride, the church. The question is, are we living it? Stay with us, family. You're listening to the Terry and Jesse Show. Welcome back to the Terry and Jesse Show. Father Charles Murr filling in for Jesse today. 
Father, this topic got me fired up all weekend long. I was thinking, I read it like three times, the article, and I thought of uh, Father uh, Bishop Robert Barron. On, he said this on the radio one day, and I wrote it down. He said, a church that's not precise on what it teaches is a corrupt church. I happen to agree mm-hmm. with that. Because if you right. don't have clarity, he's right. he's yeah, right. he's absolutely right. And I and I wrote it down. I actually stopped on the free on that freeway on the, the road. I was like, wait, I got to write that one down. That's profound. That's exactly what we're dealing with today. And this article says, "What is welcome? What is a welcoming church?" And I like this one sta- sentence. He just says, "A church which confuses diagnosis diagnosis with cure, disassembling about the later, so as not to address the former, shouldn't welcome anybody." It should close its doors and avoid spiritual malpractice. I'll put that into simple terms. A church that, especially a Catholic church, is not going to proclaim the teachings of the church should close its doors because you're a malpractice suit, because you're not teaching what the sign says. And I and I even say this. I've quoted this hundreds of, hundreds of times, Father Murr, promises that you made as a priest and a bishop makes uh, at his ordination when he says, are you resolved to maintain the deposit of faith, the entire and incorrupt is handed down by the apostles and professed by the church everywhere and at all times? Yes or no? And Father, if you didn't want to agree with that, you know what I tell you as my friend, as you're my friend, I say, Father Murr, step down, get out. Yes, because yes. You're, yes. You're, you're abusing what you're wearing. You stand for something. If you don't want to stand for it, that's fine. I mean, I'm not, hey, but don't, don't fool the people. Don't give us false illusions that you do believe. Exactly. Exactly. You're, you're, exactly. Go ahead. No, no. I, I, when I read the article, it was the same thing. I'm saying we have, pardon me for speaking in these kind of terms. Uh, they sound, it sounds too businesslike. Yeah. I don't mean it that way. We have a product to sell. Of course. We right? do. Salvation. Any, anybody, anybody who's, who's got a, a, a sense of who he is and has a, has a, a job that's, uh, certainly a job that's a vocation yeah. understands that he has something to transmit. That's right. I've got some, I've got something. I want you to have it. Here it is. Yep. Uh, the difference is the cost <laughs> because I'm not asking, I'm not asking for money. Right. When, when I, when I present you Jesus Christ in his fullness, what I'm asking for is, is uh, everything. Yeah. I want everything. I want you to give Christ everything, not me. Right. Give Christ everything. Yeah. Yeah. That's this is our problem is that we have we have a church for the last for a long time. This isn't just a, under this pontificate either. Oh, no. For a long time, we've forgotten the product. Yeah. And we we and we have we have introduced other things that are secondary at at the at the best. Mm-hmm. Uh, look, I, I'm I'm all for. Uh, environmental protection yeah i'm all for that i mean i think any any reasonable person is you don't throw trash out the out the window you don't throw it out the window of your car right you don't litter you don't this you don't pollute you try to you try to live the cleanest life that you can because you understand that this is for you for your children and your children's children right you understand that however that's not the gospel of jesus christ and when I when I say it is, and that becomes the most important thing of my priesthood, yeah. of my of my vocation, there is something dramatically wrong. And there's been something dramatically wrong for a long time. We get caught up on these 
on these secondary things yeah. that, that, that are that are nonsensical. And, and you talk about you want ecclesiology to yeah. understand what the church is, yeah. what the, the study of the church is. Uh, I remember I remember hearing this for the first time it was years ago. Ecclesiology, of course, for, for listeners, is is a, a, a theological course that every priest has to take. It's the study of the church. Right. What is what is the church? Right. What is the church? And of course, the magic answer is the body of Jesus Christ. Right. The mystical body of Christ. However, what how does it work? What is it? What are its dynamics? Some of its history. What have you? I remember in New York when I was when I was uh, interviewing for a, 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 a particular parish. They wanted they wanted me to go to a, to a certain parish. I, and I said to Cardinal O'Connor at the time, I said, "Don't ask me to go interview. Just send me." Exactly. <laughs> he said, "Well, we like to we like to make sure that people are are happy where they're sent. It's not like the old days." I said, "I'm happy where you see that there's a need." And you look at me and say, this man can fulfill that. That's that, awesome. That, that's, that's All right. Send me it wherever you need me. Uh, anyway, he did. <laughs> he <laughs> sent me to, he said he, he did. He did just that. However, when I, when I interviewed on this, the first pastor that I, I, I sat down and talked to, yeah. his first question was, did I smoke? And uh, I did at the time. Mm -hmm. And he said, well, that's in your favor. He said, because I smoke three packs a day. Oh, <laughs> I said, this is where we're beginning. This is where we're beginning. That's Can we live priority? together? Can we help the community? Right? Give and, me a break. But the other one, he says, he said to me, and I'll never forget it because I'd never heard it before. He says, what is your idea of church? Mm -hmm. I said, what is my idea of church? What? what uh, excuse me. I don't know what you're talking about. What's my idea of church? What, what are you talking Well. What it, what should the church be? I said the church should be what the church is. There you go. The mystery of Christ. I mean, what do you mean? It it should we should be fomenting everything uh, uh, about the church so that it is the mystical body of Christ. <laughs> no, no, no. But what what he wanted to do was get me into the into the weeds oh, of I liberalism. You got I, it. This is exactly what he wanted. I wouldn't give. No. But this is nonsense. Yeah. It's nonsense. And and he was all about. And so many are. About women's rights, yeah. About environmentalism, about uh, sex education, about human rights. I mean, they said, "Yes, those are all concerns." I uh, fine, but it's not the central message. It's not the. Right. It's certainly not the reason I became a priest. I'll tell you that. That's it's not the reason I became a priest. I became a priest to speak to people about Jesus Christ. Amen. To do my best to convince them. Who the person of Jesus Christ is and his relationship with them that he invites them to have back with him and to uh, uh, to accept Christ, to grow in the faith and to understand the seven sacraments of the church and to start living a life of grace through them. It's very simple. It's not complex. No, it's not complex. <laughs> when you lose the faith, though, Terry. Yes. And I, I'm, I'm going to dare say this. I believe you. When, when you lose the faith. Yeah. You have to replace it. What what is the what is the and Sheen used to say he this said all that, the time. You know, always the when we, nature, we nature abhors a vacuum. Yes, of course. Remember, he said when we drop things, the world picks them up. Remember the bees. But nature also yeah. abhors a vacuum. That's right. When you've got nothing, when you've re, when you've lost Christ, He's not the center of everything. You put in any stupid thing, any and anything at all. Yeah. Fill it with anything. 
I agree. And this is where we are. Yeah, we are. And I would say this, too, to add to your point. Since the church stopped preaching like it used to, all kinds of sects came out also, whether it's the Jehovah Witnesses, the Mormons. People will believe anything. When you don't teach them the faith, they're looking for some meaning and purpose. So whoever knocks on your door and shows them interest in you, they say, maybe this might be okay. Well, Father, my question in this article, you go back like I do, this this old book by... Thomas Anthony Harris, 1967 book, I'm Okay, You're Okay. I heard, I heard something about you might write a book that you're not okay and I'm not okay, but that's cute. So it seems that churches seem to be tripping over themselves to send this message. Uh, the problem with it, and I want to ask you about, you can even talk a little bit, we've got a couple minutes, that's not the Christian message that you're okay. The point of the message of the Christianity is, we have original sin. That's denying original sin. We right. all are That's sinners. Right. Where's that in the message today? It's not there. It's not there. I, you know, it's funny that you mentioned that was the most, I thought, I was 18 years old when that book came out. Ah. And we had, to u- we had to use it. We had to use it as a text. We had to For use what? it as a text. We had, we had this, a priest teaching a course. Oh, my gosh. Don't uh, tell teaching me. A course in, uh, teaching a course in theology. You got in those, in those days... In those, in those days, if anybody who attended a Catholic college yeah. had to have two courses in theology and two courses in philosophy, well, that's and then your major accurate. and your minor, yeah, that, you, you just had to. Yeah. You had to leave college knowing something yeah. about your Catholic faith. Good. Right? And whether you liked it or not, you had to take these courses right. because they were part of the whole package. If you didn't like it, you were always free to leave and go to a state university. Mm-hmm. Right? Well, we had this priest. I'm not going to say any names no. or anything else. It was, it was insane. Why? What did he say? I, be, be, because because we're there to hear about Christ, and we're there to hear about Christ and the adventures of Christ. Yes. What he did for us, what he gained for us, and and, and to come away with with more of a sense of, of a, a real Christian sense of knowing Christ deeper. No, it's all I'm okay. You're okay. Uh, you speak to my child. I speak to your adult. Your adult speaks to my adult. It, it was gibberish, absolute gibberish. And I, 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 as, as a matter of fact, we were a small group of us thought it was hilarious. We would get together for coffee after after the, I just laughed because it was ridiculous. And what was what I found most ridiculous were grown men with, if you will, PhDs. Yeah. Taking this as if it were, it was more important than the scriptures. This that book was more important than the scriptures. That and Carl Rogers on becoming a person. I know that. Yes. Oh my God, God help us! He uh, it's destroyed just, things. It, it, this replaced psych, pop psychology yes. because none of these people really knew psychology. It was. It was. It, they went to the. It, it's, you can find all these books today in the help uh, the self uh, help center uh, yep. section of a, of a bookstore. Yep. Pop psychology. They took this as this was more important than the gospel. This was more important than the the person of Jesus Christ, the blessed Trinity, the blessed sacrament, far more outweighed the the, the importance of the blessed Virgin Mary and her role in everything. Scrap all of that. I'm okay. You're okay. Father, (laughs) this is ridiculous. it, 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 It was sad because, and you know what, Terry, it did something else. For everybody to be okay. Yeah. You have to go down to the least common denominator. Exactly. That's where I was going with this. There's the bar yeah. is lower. Everybody's okay. When you know this fine. Sure. 
Just don't talk about anything that matters and yeah. we're all okay. Yeah, don't don't be controversial. Everybody's got their truth. Yeah. I mean, it's almost there like this was the, the 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 grounding of what we hear today where you have your truth and I have my truth because I'm okay and oh you're okay. It, it's, it's, it's unbelievable. But Father, one, unbelievable. Thing, one thing that puzzles me because you lived through this earlier because you're a little older than I am. I survived it. Yeah, you I survived yeah, I was gonna say, it, yes. How many people did we lose vocations to the priesthood, to vocations Thousands. for following Christ Thousands. because Thousands. of bad philosophy? and bad theology. Yeah, that's what I'm... See, this is why it concerns me to say, well, wait a minute, never, never worry about who will be offended if we speak the truth. Worry about who will be misled, deceived, and destroyed if you don't. See, these guys lost their faith even in the late 60s. What was it that got to, I mean, in other words, was it the formation? I'm going to ask you when we come back from the break. You lived through this time of chaos. I, I'm, I'm, that's a strong word, but it was Oh, it was, it was a lot of fun, Terry. Yeah. It was a lot of fun. When we come back with Father Charles Burr, we'll talk about that crazy 1960s us. and you're okay and I'm okay and we got to throw original sin. What's that? Stay with us, family. You're listening to the Terry and Jesse Show on Virgin Most Powerful Radio. We'll be back in a moment. Welcome back to the Terry and Jesse Show. Father Charles Murr filling in for Jesse. I'm enjoying this show. I hope you are too, folks, because I'm having this conversation with Father Murr who really experienced things in the 1960s that it wasn't until the 1970s when I was a young person. Ten years later, I noticed these things when people dressed like Father Murr would tell me that we don't believe in purgatory and original sin, although that's just a figment of our mind, and Adam and Eve. And they started giving me all this baloney, and I was like, wait a minute. Then Bishop Sheen came into my life and set me straight, and I think we have something in common that uh, Fulton Sheen helped you in your own vocation to the priesthood and to follow sure. Jesus. But I wanted to ask as a matter as a matter of, as a matter of fact, Terry, most priests that I know Yes, Father. Who who I would consider on a on a on a good rail. Yeah. On a, on a solid footing. Yeah. Uh uh all made that retreat at least one time wow. with Fulton Jashid in the, in those years of the nineteen seventies and eighties. Yeah. Wow. And you know Father it was, it was excellent. Yeah, and you know Father, that's why I'm encouraging everybody to go to our website and sign that petition to get him beatified because it was a tragic thing two and a half years ago when uh, the church decided to, uh, two weeks before the beatification because of a potential problem that has been re already resolved to stop the beatification. We need Fulton Sheen's material more than ever. But I wanted to let you continue in your early, late 1960s and we talked, just to, if you folks just turned in, we were talking about a book called I'm Okay, You're Okay, which was a crazy book that some people in the Catholic Church took that book and that were dressed like Father Murr, and they used it like it was the gospel. So, Father, continue on that story. Because that was, that, Terry, that's the only thing we had in common. They were dressed like me. That's all. <laughs> that's, that's all. That's the only thing we had in common. <laughs> they were some of the craziest people yeah. I've met. It was like, it was as if they had been repressed for years. And all of a sudden, the floodgates were open. Yes, and they were free. They were free to think and, and express themselves. It was all. It was really kind of sad because I'm thinking to myself, well, what did what did the, the the priests, especially, what did these men? What were these men thinking for the last 25 years of their lives? Yeah, 
you know, fun. And they all they all ran out to get degrees in psychology. Yes. The, the degrees they got was in pop psychology. Yes. Yeah, and, and the gospel was put aside. Father, one of our listeners is texting me. He said, please, please ask Father. And she has a laundry list of all these crazy things that have been going on for the last 50 years. What do you think of this altar girl? And the priest sits down and volunteers give out Holy Communion about not veiling the statues at Lent, about uh, talk, about all the excessive talking in the church, about people not willing to say the St. Michael prayer, about weddings allowed non-practicing Catholics to get married in the church that aren't, uh, all these crazy practices. Well, I've never, I've never agreed with modernism. <laughs> That's what I was just going to tell you. Go to our website. Never, right? yeah, never read, bought it. Read the number. Never bought it. Thank you. We have that. I, as, somebody, somebody sent me, somebody sent me, uh, me. from Mexico. Yes. My beautiful, dear, loving Mexico. I love yes, Mexico. I know you do. And, and the Mexican people dedicated my life to that place. Yes. Uh, sent me some videos. This this place, the, 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 I, I told people, you couldn't believe it. In our parish, I've yes. said this a hundred times on your on yes, your show sure. also, our, just one parish yes. that I was in, we had 800 men every single night for nocturnal adoration. Unbelievable. 800 Tell men us more about that, because that should inspire and the, and the women, yep. the women yep. took care of the day. They were, there, they were there during the day. Yeah, that makes sense. There was never a time that the Blessed Sacrament was alone. Wow. Never. What right? what state now, was that in? All of a sudden, all of a sudden I get these this video yeah. with with this priest jumping around, oh, hopping no. up and down with the bunny rabbit, the, the Easter bunny. Oh no. Mexico, the Easter bunny. I saw that. And giving oh, no. giving out eggs with children running around. It's, it was like it was like Captain Kangaroo on, on LSD or something. Yeah. It was just nuts. And this is this is what people go and of course the churches are, are now half empty yeah they lost the faith they, we there used to be they used to be standing room only they're now empty empty they and they can't understand why can't figure out why and you know what 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 really pains me what really pains me is that all throughout latin america protestant sects are gaining not huge, gaining, gaining huge. a foothold yes they're huge and growing i know that why Just... why it's very simple they're talking about Jesus Christ. Salvation. That's what they preach. Now, let me let me qualify that. Mm -hmm. They've got it wrong. Oh, of course. They don't have they don't they're they don't have Jesus Christ understood the way he is. Yeah. And they're preaching an incomplete gospel. That's correct. However, they're closer to the truth than somebody jumping up like a hysterical uh, nitwit. Yeah. With with Easter eggs, uh, yeah. Easter eggs and the Easter bunny jumping up and down the center aisle of a church. Yeah. And this is called mass. People don't want that. No. And if they want, they don't want that. They don't want that. The only people that the only people who were there were people who had children and, and the children are entertained. It's like taking the children to a punch and Judy show or something. It's sad to see all 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 of the loss of faith and the. Yeah, we just lost father's connection, but he'll be right back. Basically, Father, I'm just thinking of what the Gospels have said about repenting. You know, repent and believe in the Gospel, Mark chapter 1, verse 15. And we, we are, you know, this idea of mercy. You don't get mercy without repentance. And we just had the Mercy Sunday uh, last, just yesterday. And again, uh, St. Faustinus You've got to be asking for forgiveness. It's not a. It's not like a slot machine. It says, "Ah, oh, I'll just do this prayer and I'm now I'm 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 safe." No, 
you have free will to choose. God's given us free will. The only value in saying yes to God is you have the freedom to say no. And this is what our church is supposed to present us, the full gospel of redemption. And right now, I don't see that being preached everywhere now. We got Father back online. Father, go ahead. You you lost... You didn't lose me in much. I just went on a rant. <laughs> you, lost, you lost the tail end of it. That's but this, this you know, look, we've got to get back. We've got to get back to preaching Jesus Christ. Amen. That's all. Amen. And 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 the 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 rest, social justice, social this, social that. Uh, that's fine. That has nothing. That has nothing or very little to do with Catholicism. Right. I'm sorry to tell people who think it does. They're wrong. Yeah, well, you know, anyway. Father, this is what, you know, there's an old book back in 1979. It was from New York. Um, Monsignor George Kelly wrote the book. I quote it often. It's, oh, I knew George Kelly well. Yeah, I know you did, actually. And I yeah. did, too, because of his fellowship of Catholic scholars I used to record. Very, very, I, I like this. I liked everything about Father, about Monsignor. He was a straight yeah. shooter, though. He wrote this book yeah. called Where is the Church Going? Battle for the American Church. Where is the Church Going? And he says, yeah. where its leaders take them. See, and this right. is what I'm concerned about. I'm not in management. I'm in sales. Okay, Monsignor William Smith taught me that one. I can only show people the perennial teachings of the church. But when you have leaders in the church, and I'll just give an example. I, he's right in my backyard. He's an hour and a half from here in San Diego. Cardinal Mc, Mc, McElroy. He's basically making statements about... Uh, the idea that an active homosexual, okay, this is a cardinal, active homosexual should be able to receive Holy Communion. And he's confusing Catholic, well, I'm, I shouldn't be that gentle with him. He's, he, he's, he's teaching error, okay? I'll just keep it as simple as that. What he's saying is not what the Catholic Church teaches. And the challenge on that is that he's a cardinal. And uh the he doesn't understand that the primary purpose of the Eucharist is not healing. He says, oh yeah, they'll, no, no, no. The Bible and the church has made it very clear that when we receive Holy Communion, we need to be living in the state of grace. Okay? We can't... Or, 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 or if we're not in the state of grace and we know it and we receive Holy Communion, what happens to us, Terry? Well, what is that? Okay. What, do, what does that... What does that... What does that, that... What does the body and blood of Christ become for somebody like that? His condemnation. Condemnation. The Bible says that. And so that's why we call them sacrilegious communions. Right. Yeah, this is what's going on. And so, but here's the challenge. The challenge is, and this is why we lay people, I mean, I think of what Fulton Sheen said, who's going to save the church? This was in the early 70s when you know things were crazy. He said, challenge your priests, your nuns, your bishops, your hierarchy to be holy, and to be living good, holy lives as priests and bishops, and this is look, well, Terry. There's there's also some, there's also one other thing. Tell and, me. And, and I would be foolish not to mention it because I wrote the book on it. Okay. Yes. Uh, I I wrote a book called called uh, Murder in the Thirty Third Degree. Great. Book. Right. I'm not here selling a book. Right. But I want to give you the general idea, yes, the principle, do. the central idea of it yes. was simply this: we had for twelve years. A Freemason, that's right, cardinal yeah. in charge of creating bush- bishops oh. all over the world. Think he got a few in? You he, think he did it? He did it. Okay, he did what he set out to do. Yeah. Because once that was done, it took place during the 1970s until 19 until 1980, 80, 
I believe 1984. He was there from 70, 72 to 1984, something wow. like that. He took care of reshaping the entire episcopate in the world. All of the bishops in the world were made by him. And he was a modernist and a, and a Freemason. Yeah. Therefore, therefore. Yes, Father. With, that's what came in. Yeah. And you wonder why those we got the problem. Those now? people took care, those people took care of replenishing the supply when they retired. Guys they like McCarrick new and, new. and yeah, McCarrick and, yes. and Bernadine. And you can, McCarrick was one of them. What about Bernadine? McCarrick was one of them? What about Bernadine? Bernadine Bernadine, another one. Oh my god. Yeah, all of these people uh, Weakland. Yeah. Another one. All of these people. They, they were all put in. Yeah. And they were all put in because they were they said because they were liberals. They weren't liberals. Many of them, I don't I can't go. I, I can't go because I can't judge the internal right. thoughts, conscience of anybody. Sure. But I ask myself. I wonder by their actions yes. if they're even believers. Yeah. Well, I say that about today in the church. Many bishops. I'm. I'm going to be honest yeah. with you. I can't judge them either. But I can't ask the question. What do they believe? I know Bishop Strickland has even asked his brother bishops at the bishops' conferencing. They didn't like it when he said, gentlemen, do we believe that Jesus Christ is present, body, blood, soul, and divinity in the Holy Eucharist? Yes or no? This is on YouTube, so I'm and, not making it and, up. And the, and the answer came back Why? a resounding silence. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's <laughs> amazing. Yeah. Amazing. You're, Father Charles Murr visiting here, taking Jesse's place here on Monday here at Virgin Most Powerful Radio. We're talking about what is a welcoming church and the mission of the Catholic Church. Remember, at the end of the Code of Canon Law, it says if, if souls are saved, everything is saved. If souls aren't saved, nothing is saved. That's a Bishop King quote. It says that's what we're in for, saving souls. Stay with us, family. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Terry and Jesse Show. To join the conversation, call 888-526-2151. Now, here's Terry and Jesse. Welcome back, Father Charles Murray. You got me fired up every time I have you on our Mondays every other week. Good. Because I'll tell you, that statement that you just said, it, it's amazing. It's hitting in my head that for 12 or 14 years, all the way till 1984, we had a Mason who was in charge of picking leaders in our church. And we uh, wondered, creating all the bishops, yeah, creating wonder, every bishop in the church. Yes, all the leaders of bishops and around. I mean, that concerns me, you think? But, Father, I want to talk, now that we've talked about the problems, what about solutions? Because I mentioned at the beginning of the show, you know, this whole aspect that, you know, who do we worship? You and I both worship Jesus Christ, not the Pope, not a bishop. And I think sometimes we can get our, our eyes like, this morning after Holy Mass, a woman came up to me and says, I've been watching your, your videos on the Spiritual Warfare Conference with Father Chad, and I'm, I'm really getting scared about the three days of darkness. I'm just, we watch it every day. And she's getting paranoid over it. And you know what I told her? I said, relax, okay? You have to live in the presence of God. You have to focus yourself on your personal holiness and your family and not worry so much about what's going on across the pond or anywhere else. You pray for those souls, but don't let it take your peace away. And I, I say this now because look what we just presented, some challenges in the church. How do we keep yes. our peace? And I want to take it from, I want to give you the microphone. To well, well, Fulton J. Sheen, talking about justice, yep. says the following, and you'll recognize his uh, words. Yep. When, we take, when we take one step forward in disobedience, mm -hmm. 
we must take one step backwards in obedience. Yes. Right? Yeah. The problem is where we are. Yeah. We're far from where we should be. Oh, yeah. We've got, we've got, I don't say we have to go back like in time, the 1950s and 1960s and even the 1970s, thank God, 1970s are not going to be repeated. But those, what we consider the golden years, I consider them golden years because they were remarkable. Absolutely. The 1940s, 50s and mid 60s, up to mid 60s, remarkable, remarkable time in the United States and in the Catholic Church. It was a great time to be an American Catholic. Oh yeah, yeah, Bishop a great Green, time. All right. Yeah, go ahead. Right. But but we've got we've got this. All of a sudden, all of a sudden, uh, I, I I made a statement in the last quarter that we were talking about that 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 I should qualify just a little bit. I cannot judge the internal workings of someone. Right. I cannot judge. I cannot judge a man's intentions. I cannot judge a man's soul. I'm no one to do that, or his conscience, if you will. I cannot do that. That's beyond me. And if I do that or attempt to do that, I not only make a mistake, I make a grave moral mistake, a grave moral sin, because that is not mine that belongs to God. How That said, that said, mm -hmm. I can judge a man, a man's actions. Yes. I, and as a matter of fact, I do. We all do. We 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 can we as as a matter of fact we must yes for the good of society when somebody when there's a murder on the loose and you find him murdering you say I'm no one to judge uh, excuse me you must judge yeah. you must judge for the good of society well the thing is this I'm going to judge I'm going to judge on actions of course you have to and and the actions the actions of the last the last fifty or sixty years have been pathetic on the part of our leaders. Pathetic, pathetic. One one thing that really happened was, you're talking about ecclesiology, the study of the church, right. what's important for the growth of the church, fine. When I tell you, we just had the gospel today on the importance of baptism. Yes. Christ is talking to Nicodemus about baptism. Well, excuse me. There were thousands of priests every year who left everything to become missionaries yes to go to places that had never heard of jesus christ right never heard his name many of them gave their lives died of malaria died of, 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 of by cannibals died of died sacrificed to different gods by by natives <clears throat> horrible death they were all willing to do this for one cause to baptize souls to wow. bring them what to christ zeal. because wow. christ said you can't enter heaven unless you're baptized. That's right. what he said. Yeah. I didn't say that. He said it. <laughs> well, when you believe that, when you believe that, yes. you do nothing about Not it. at all. When you don't believe it, you stop. And all of a sudden, in the 1960s, 65 to 60 to 70, we were told, well, anyone can get to heaven. Yeah. You don't really need baptism. Yeah. A good Jew can get to heaven if he's a good Jew. A good uh, a Lutheran can get to heaven if he's a good Lutheran. Who are we to judge? This, that, and the other thing. Until you got to when I when I heard when I heard and you heard it too, Terry. To me, it, it still it still boggles the mind. Yeah. To listen to to listen to I believe an Italian priest who is who is uh, dedicated to the uh, as a missionary 
to the Amazon. I'll they were never doing this forget Amazon that story. Yeah. Said, was very happy and very proud of himself because as a missionary, Terry, correct me if I'm no, wrong. I'm, I know it. 40 years, yeah, right. he had not baptized not right. a single human being. Yeah, and he was brave. He was very that. proud of that. Yeah. Very proud of that. Well, and, and it seemed, it seemed, I may be wrong on this too, but I think someone in Rome was applauding that. Uh, you yeah. know what? You're you're right on both on both points. Yes. Yeah. Those are the facts. So, I mean, this is this is where we're going. It's this crazy. Is where we're, this is insane. This is insane. Yeah. So if it, so, look, look, just this yeah. one statistic that I love: every single year, Holland, Holland, you know what Holland is today. Sure. Holland gave eight hundred new priests. To the missions. Yeah, now only to the missions. Yeah, it's incredible. We're not talking about the priests who stayed in Holland. No. Take care of them and the schools and everything. No, to the missions every year. This now there are none. Exactly. As a matter of fact, you can count the parishes in Holland that are still open. Wow. It's yeah. it's, it's it's finished. But what the Dutch catechism the Dutch catechism has yeah. can be thanked for a lot of that too. Yeah. The right? Dutch catechism was the first modernist catechism that came out. But you know what's changed in 50 60 years is very, the focus. Very ironically the Dutch catechism catechism came out more or less the same time as I'm okay you're okay. Exactly, the late 60s. It, you're yes, absolutely yeah. right. That's where they said the angels are not real. And him, that's all right. that, all, it's, yeah, yeah, that's right. Dutch catechism is, and then uh, the um, Christ Among Us catechism came from that here in America, which was also a terrible mm. uh, catechism. Three point five million copies were printed in America. Father, we've been reprogrammed by modernists. Let's can I say that one more? Not time? me. No, not me. Not me either. And not you, Terry. Mean. But we, as a church, we've yes. lost yes. our focus yes. on salvation, yeah. and we. There's no question of it. Psychology. There's no question of it. Yeah. There's no question of it. So the solution. But, but there are still, I've got to tell you too, yeah. you know this, you know this. Yeah, tell there you. are many, there are many very good priests and young yeah. priests. Absolutely. Who are coming up, up and who are absolutely serious about absolutely. the salvation of souls. Yeah. I see the movement coming fast. I probably won't yeah, see they're it. Coming. They're here. Yeah. They're already here. They're, they're here. And it's going it's, to, we won't see it most likely in my lifetime. I don't know how long I have left, but the point of it is it's coming. But see, this is why we need to be praying for our leaders in the church. That's why I say Our Lady of Fatima said, souls are going to hell because no one is there to pray and make sacrifices. Don't lose your peace about all this baloney that's going on in the church. Concentrate on your holiness, your relationship with Jesus Christ. Make your, your, your family your little mission to help get them to heaven. And we do it one family at a time. And that's why I say, Father, that even among the garbage that's going on in the world and in the church, that we can stay focused on Christ and have our peace. This is what everyone's looking for. But how do we do that? And I'll tell you why it takes work. Fulton Sheen said it at the beginning of the show about being a saint. It takes effort. And think about all the people who are doing things in this world and making sacrifices for all these things to be a good hitter in the, for the Dodgers. And let's be honest. Are we going to put that same effort in the salvation of our souls with lasts forever? That baseball game season, all of it's over with, okay? But what's eternal? Our soul. Our soul. I think people need to really put that focus back into perspective that they have an eternal soul that at their exit interview will be judged. And where it goes for all eternity depends on what you do for these short 60, 70, or 80 years. 
That to me. Back to back to back to the gospel of today. What's flesh is flesh. There you go. There you go. What spirit is spirit. Yeah. And what flesh is flesh is. We used to have an old an old Jesuit one of my one of my my dear friends yeah. uh, and confessors. An old Jesuit used to say, "Food for worms, gentlemen." I love it. Yeah, four last Food yeah. for worms. Father, could That's we this could we receive a priestly blessing from you? You sure could. There's a, there's a discount on them today. <laughs> oh, Father. God bless your... God bless you, Terry, and and all all of your audience. Listen, I want your audience also to know something. Yes. About about you. Yeah. And I'm going to say it, and I and I hope I hope to embarrass you plentifully. You already did. Uh, what what you do on a daily basis. You get up at, at, at an ungodly early hour, <laughs> and you're you're the, you're the first one in church. You unlock the church. You do a holy hour every day. Yeah. Sometimes a holy two hours. Sometimes a holy three hours. Yeah. Father, I know that. I'm with you. Yeah. But and listen, listen, listen. No, no, no. But I want people to know also for you to prepare these programs yes. every single day yeah. and and have your battery charged is no small thing. Well, and I congratulate you, you for that. Yeah, I, any good that I do comes from God, and I thank him for it. Father Murr, if you were Jesse, which I hear have other days of the week, I always ask him, what state should we be living in? And I wanted to ask you, what state should we be living in, Father Murr? The state of grace. Oh, you got it right. You got 100% on the test. Hey, folks, I want to uh, also remind you, his book, Jess, Richard, can you put his book back up on the screen for the Masons? Yes, put that back up, please. And I want to also say, I think we have it at our website, but if not, you can get it anywhere where books are sold. Uh, Father Murr has several other books, too. If you just type in charlesmurr.com, I believe you can find some more books, uh, fascinating books. I think uh, that they would be helpful in these times that we're living in to struggle, that where people are struggling with staying faithful. Uh, Father Murr, thanks again. Another couple weeks, we'll have you back, please, God. And uh, for those who are... Our, uh, I just want to also mention May 2nd, we start our catechism class using the Baltimore Catechism number four and Fulton Sheen's Life is Worth Living for converts. They can become Catholics in 12 weeks because we're part of the Anglican Ordinariate. And if you want to watch it, we are going to put this online. Folks, it's basic teachings of the church. But you know what? They're not being taught everywhere. So we're going to do what we can in our little section. We want to share that with you, our family. I want to thank all of you who support Virgin Most Powerful Radio. It's been a blessing for your uh, support because we can continue to grow our reader, our listenership. And uh, we couldn't do it without you. If you want to become a monthly donor at $25 a month, we send you hundreds of dollars worth of downloads of Scott Hahn, Bishop Sheen, Tim Staples, all this catechetical material to help you be a high information Catholic. May God richly bless you and your family until tomorrow. Yes, you'll be back here on Virgin Most Powerful Radio. God bless you.